<laughs> Welcome to More Than Hashtags, a practical social media podcast that provides real application, what's working, what's trending, and what's next. I'm Adam Lidecker, Director of Social Strategy at Auto Radio. And I think I'm Vincent Orlek, Boom. President of the Social Media Club Phoenix and CMO of Brandish Social Media Marketing in Phoenix. And this is episode one. Episode one, uh, but that does not mean the first episode by any means. Uh, this is actually, we're deep into this. You guys have no idea. And we'll talk about that later. Yeah, we'll talk about it. <laughs> Welcome to the first show, sort of. Um, we're going to be diving into um, tactics, strategy, strategery, um, how to do things. We want to talk about things that we've tried that work that don't work. So every week we're practitioners in social. We run social for our respective spaces and not everything works. And not everything is the, these, uh, not everything's a magic bullet and beyond and behind, behind the hashtag behind the social media campaigns are, are fantastic people and stories. And so some of these may fail miserably and we'll let you know. And some may be successful to help you, storytell and reach reach your audience and be useful and helpful that is why we are here i'm so, nodding my head in agreement but but podcast yeah, yeah. cannot see that <laughs> so why don't vincent why don't you kick it off um we're going to talk about a tactic something that you found um that can really help in in a in the space of social media for yeah yeah and I, and I was being totally facetious i mean this will not help grow your business at all um <laughs> it'll be Just useful kidding. it'll be useful and helpful all jokes no so my tactic to kick off uh the, sh- the show for real um is something that you can do that the way that it'll help you as a business owner as a social media practitioner as a manager a social media manager you're managing social media in some way shape or form for a business or a brand um this is something that we talk about repurposing a lot of times and here's kind of a hack that you can use that will help you easily, relatively easily. Once you start doing it, repurpose content, um, especially and specifically when it comes to a video and really it's, it's a video of any, any length could be a short video. could be a long video. Um, cause the videos are super popular on social right now. Videos are Facebook loves them. Yeah. yeah. So video, you, you want to have some sort of a video, a video strategy um, if you're doing social media. Um, this, and this includes live video because when you're doing live video, you can download the video after you're done as long as you're, you're the admin of the page. Gotcha. Um, you know, or if, if you're just, if you have the video sitting there and, and you're, you're doing it, that means you're, you're able to, to download it because you're an admin of the page if you're, if you're doing the video itself. Um, you download what, you're, what you're saying is yeah. we should find ways to repurpose the content we're creating. Well, yeah, you, sh- you should try to do that, which a lot of people don't, don't repurpose enough. So I'm on the edge of my seat. Good. So here's, here's what you can do. Um, it relates to captioning and there's a service out there that, uh, I no affiliation with in terms of getting paid by them or anything uh, I just, I was referred to them one time and since then I, I love what they do and how they do it. So, uh, there's a website called rev, R E V.com. Write we'll it put, down. Yeah. We'll put it in the show notes. We'll put it in the show notes. Um, for those that don't look at the show notes, write it down or go to the site right now on your phone and then keep the, keep the page open. So rev, rev.com, R E V.com, R E V. Um, go to rev.com. Um, when you have a video, again, any size, any length video, you can take this video and you can upload it to rev.com. You create a free account on rev.com. Um, you put your payment information in because you're going to need that not for not too much, but you're going to need that. You upload the video. And when you upload the video, the purpose of that is to get, have it captioned um, or subtitled or whatever, whatever you want to call it. Um, you get the words from the video in a very timely and easy fashion. You upload the video, you select a couple of the different options. They have like 10 different options that you can pick from of the types of text files. One of them is specifically for Facebook. One of them is called a TTML. 
which is really good for YouTube because it times the words hmm. up here with the video at the same time automatically. Um, there's a bunch of others. Uh, there's an SRT file that's again for Facebook, um, but for other things too. And there's so is this, is this a affordable or super affordable, Adam? Super affordable. <laughs> it's a dollar a minute. So let's hey. say you have a half hour video, which you may, you know, maybe you do. Um, it's that's still only thirty bucks to get the whole thing captioned, and within twenty four hours, that's the kicker. Okay, so since this is practical advice. Yes. I used to do this and I had a hack that took me way longer than that. Whoa. So I'd have to like, I had my, my Facebook video cause it's better to upload your Facebook video natively. Facebook loves it. They serve it to more people. Right. And then if you've been on Facebook, you notice that um, typically videos start with no sound and historically over the last year plus most videos are watched with no sound. And that's right. why you see those captions. So you're like, all right, I got my video. How are we going to get those captions in there? So before I went to YouTube, I uploaded to YouTube. They had this syncing thing where you could, you know, get, get the, uh, get that file, but it took a while. It wasn't perfect. You had to proof it, export it, re-upload it to you, Facebook when you uploaded your video. Uh, I was very proud of myself that I found that <laughs> workaround. That was a good one. That was a good one. Uh, but this is awesome because I could totally see like time is money and it's not a, I mean, yeah, it's a catchphrase, but when you're scheduling your tweets and you're packing orders and serving customers and, and trying to uh, pay those bills, um, you got to understand. Yeah. You got to look at it is, is a seven minute video worth $7. And what right. are you, what are you going to net off that? Right. 100 views, 700 views? Well, and keep in mind, so here's, here comes the repurposing part. The repurposing part is once they, within 24 hours, they send you back these text files. Um, yeah, you use them for the captions on the video. You can go in and even, even once the, the video is already posted on Facebook, you can go in, edit post, uh, go to the caption tab on, yeah. the, on the, the post and upload the SRT file. Um, and it'll do that, the captions on Facebook. Same thing with YouTube. You can go back in and, put, and upload them. Um, but the hack, the repurposing hack is now you have a text file uh. that becomes a blog on your website. It also becomes that text. Yeah. When you say you take that video from YouTube and you embed it on your website in your blog. Well, now you could take the captions, the, the, the captioning and put that with the video. You might have to clean it up a little bit. Um, depending on the type of file that you download you, and you might have to play around with the types of files to figure out what's the best one for this purpose, but they give you up to like 10 choices Yeah, and you can get all 10 different versions for no extra cost. So if you, if your video is five minutes long, you upload it, it's a dollar a minute, it's five bucks, regardless of if you pick all 10 different types of captioning files. Or yeah. one. So that's pretty amazing. So then you can, you, this is the repurposing content you put on your blog you can even split that up into multiple blog posts um, you made me think about um now this could be available this is very popular for quick quotes for twitter yeah and you don't have to type them they're right there yep. um you could do those like a statement image um so like a visual quote and not just a, a, a twitter quote but you could do a quote and link to the video or you could make a an image with the quote yep. um that's really helpful. That's actually worth more for me getting that out back out to create that content. Um, I'm even thinking of GIFs. Like when you're, if you're making an animated GIF and you yep. want that audio caption in there as well. Yep. So great tip, Vincent. Yeah, man. And, and there's, look, there's, there's endless ways probably. We're not even touching on all of them, but yeah. However you repurpose content, whether it's on your website, even if it's something like Pinterest, you could, you could put that, that, text on Pinterest if you're a Pinterest user and it makes sense for your brand. You put on any social media network, really, LinkedIn publisher. So if Rev.com's listening, they should take some of these tips and turn them into <laughs> products that make it easier for their users because you're exactly right. Uh, it's beyond, beyond the video for sure. Yeah. Um, so my, my tactic, my tip for this week, yes, uh, it's one I'm sure you guys have heard of before, but I really don't think people do it. I don't think people take the time and manually search and engage. And it is Twitter search. Um, this, is, this is a surefire way to find anything you want. 
uh, is a movie good in your area, breaking news, but also if you're uh, selling a product uh, and you want to find those people. Now, I would say don't do it in a creepy way, don't stalk, but this is a way for you to manually search and manually engage, um, and, and I'll, I'll explain how. Uh, if, if you don't know, you can go to a dedicated website called search.twitter.com, or there's that search bar at the top of Twitter. Um, one of my examples, I mean, I work for a podcasting company, and uh, I'm always looking for people that need help finding podcasts because auto radio does it automatically. So I just search podcast recommendations and there's like 20 to 30 a day. Um, people asking no one, they're just asking Twitter. And so I'll reply to those in a variety of ways. If they're tagging someone else, I don't feel like it's right to jump in that conversation. So I may just like or favorite that. And I happen to also have some podcast re recommendations tagged on my Twitter account for that day. So a couple of people came back and said, Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> um, and in other times I feel like I can, uh, hit, hit like, I, I usually hit like, and then hit reply and, um, ask them what, what kind of podcast you're looking for. And if they reply, I can reply back. So make it human. Don't make it like you're trying to, you know, sell a gizmo or a widget or sell your service. Um, you're keep in it, keep it organic. Yeah. You're and, to what? Yeah. Help and serve, right? Help and serve. Conversation. Build your community. And that's what it takes. It may take, and I, what I said is, I don't think a lot of people do this. I think a lot of people say they do this. They say, oh yeah, you can, but to put the hours of time in over months to build those relationships. And it may be coming back to that person five, six, seven, eight times. Yeah. Um, so that was mine, like very practical, uh, very uh, tip that exists has existed. <laughs> I can, you know what? And, and real quick to touch on that. I, I use, I use the Twitter search for, for a client of mine. It's a salon. Um, I use the Twitter search combined with uh, a tool that we'll probably get into in the future. Uh, if this, then that yep. And some people out there are familiar with it. I'm sure some people may not be because it's still a little bit under the radar for, for a lot of folks. Um, Basically, you can create a recipe for if you do this, then this result happens. Um, for the salon, we'll, like I said, we'll get into details with if this, then that later. But but you're using Twitter search. I'm using Twitter search paired with another tool. I am. I'm setting up okay. on Twitter on Twitter search. I'm setting up. Um, you can set up for uh, radius within a certain area um, or distance from a certain location, whatever. And so I forget how many miles. I think it's like within five miles of the salon. People tweeting about or people tweeting within five miles of the salon could be about anything and sure. it's not it's not as crazy as it sounds like it, it doesn't get totally a million tweets or anything um probably because of the area that they're in and and it's not totally effective because everybody's not tweeting about their hair or anything sure. like that. but here and there if you sort through it um what happens is I do that search and then if this, then that will, I have it connected. So it sends me a Google doc, a spreadsheet of the tweets and I get an email notification that says, here's where, here's this week's doc. And then you can selectively go in and, and scan. Tweet. Yeah. I mean, you, it's at most, it'll be like under five tweets that are even anything that matter, yeah. but you get one that's someone that turns into a, a customer that they're a pretty high end salon. So that's a couple hundred bucks. Well, and then it's word of mouth outside of that. So you're yep. taking it on top, top in top. real life. <laughs> no, I love that's it. A little bit more complex, but um, you know, for some of the folks that are listening, I'm sure they can relate to that. Well, I think that's our hope is like, yeah. you know, by the time we're episode hundred and I would say if anyone's starting a podcast, Vincent and I have committed uh, to continue this because most podcasts, they stop after seven episodes. Uh, because they look at like listener count, which we're not concerned with. They look with, they look at engagement, which we're not concerned with Right for the, you know, 10, 12, 20 people, 30 people that listen to the first episode. Welcome. Thank you. And thank you. Yeah. <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> you know, and, and, and especially if you're listening like uh, in July of 2018. To yeah. This, all shout out to all of you listening <laughs> in July of 2018 to the show. We appreciate it. What we're talking about right now may not even who knows the Twitter will even be around. I think it'll be around the same form that it's in. But um, engaging with people will still be around. And 
Um, and I'll say like throughout all this, as we drop tips and it's this very conversationalist, uh, this is very approachable. Send us a tweet. Uh, we'll, we'll mention our Twitter accounts throughout. And if you're like, Oh, how, you mentioned if this and that, how do you do that? Well, we're here to help. Uh, we're we'll have show notes. We'll have show notes too. For sure. Like you said, uh, we want, we want people to be social, to be approachable yeah. and not be, and not this like lofty, you know, I'm an expert. Vin, Vincent's Twitter name is literally not a guru. No gurus, no gurus social media, mavens, rock stars, ninjas, Jedis, Sith yeah. Lords. Yep. Um, none of that. None of that. We've so. been doing this a long time. And, and what I get out of this is like helping and connecting with people. And we, yeah, so we're here for that. So let's, let's just keep on moving. Um, every yes. week we discover something cool, a new, a new site, a new account, a new podcast or whatever it may be. Uh, so Vincent, what have you discovered this week? Well, it's funny cause my, my new discovery for this first week is, uh, related to Twitter. Um, it came through and, I, and I'm going to readily admit right here, right now, I can already see a lot of my discoveries are going to be generated from product hunt. <laughs> I, I mean, it's just going to happen. Ryan, so, Neve, team. Yeah. It's, they, they know, like I'm always retweeting the team there, Niv and, and, Ryan. and if people aren't familiar, just a one sentence spiel of what, what that website is. Uh, product hunt. No, you do it. You do it. I do it. Yeah. Cause you're better. You know, product hunt more than I do. I, it's an awesome. You're more of a product hunter <laughs> than I am. Love those guys. It's an awesome website. It started out with someone's working on a project, a new startup. How do people find out about this? So essentially every like beta product or new product just launching, uh, can list on there and then it gets up, upvoted by the community and really the best, the most that resonate, um, rise to the top. And really that's a great way as a team building a product, a new app or a new startup or anything like that to get that feedback. And what the key is, is the creators interact and engage another social network essentially within this website. Um, Love it. This is kind of like your discovery, right? This is, so you discovered this on product hunt. You discovered what you're going to tell me right now. I I did. um, I, because I have the Chromecast extension that when I open up my Chrome browser, I could serve the product hunt things of the day into your bloodstream. It right open, boom, done. Like IV right in. Um, so this one's called Tweeple Search. So it's like people, but Tweeple, T W E E P L E Search dot com. And again, we'll put it in the show notes. Um, if you're familiar with with Follower Wonk, the the Moz app called Follower Wonk or Twitonomy. Um, I've used those for a long time. This one is very much along the same lines. Um, the difference is, at least that I found is, um, like right off the bat, when you go to the site, they have these categories that are built out that can kind of spur you, you know, if, or, or if that's what you're looking for, um, it can help. So if you're looking to, to find influencers, let's say in a certain category, beauty bloggers or travel, or, I mean, name it. Um, there's like 20 different categories that are sitting on the homepage that you can click on and it'll pull really the top people based on, on, on a tweeple searches kind of criteria, which is, you know, it's, it's based on kind of the usual stuff, number of followers, um, but also activity, age of account, gotcha, uh, all that type of stuff. So instead of like a Twitter search for content for tweets, these are the people behind the tweets influencers. So and it, then ranked by engagement and yeah. And it's even, I guess it, it does kind of rank them, but the thing that struck me was the, the names it wasn't, it seemed, it seemed like it was really valid because I've, I've seen some of these tools follower wonk and Tritonomy have been pretty solid over the, the years that I've used them. I've seen some others that claim to be like influencer finders or discoverable influencer things. And, and it's just, you could like tell follower, follower count or something. Well, it's, or it's just literally just finding the words you're looking for in their bio. Gotcha. And it's, it's putting them on this list and ranking them, but there's no way like this person is really, an, you go to their account and it's, it's like they haven't tweeted in like six months or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so this so, is great. You can find people who are active, engaged, and again, with the whole sole purpose of connecting. Yep. 
in engaging with them. And then they do have, so they have a free model of kind of a, a, a low model and a higher model, and then even a, probably some sort of enterprise model. But, but their, their pay model that I would use is, is 10 bucks a month, which is even 10 bucks less than Twitonomy yeah. um, per month. And, and they give you, there is some analyzation, some reporting, you can compare bios, compare influencers. You can search, there's a, there's a, a box you can click just for influencers um, rather than just Twitter bios. It, it's, it's categorizing influencers in a certain way too. Um, so if that's what you're looking for, if you're trying to find th people on Twitter to connect with or to learn from, or you, know, you, you just want to follow the best, this might be a good way to kind of go about um, trying to find those people. I could, this, I could see this being very useful. Say you wanted to do a, a meetup in real life and you wanted to find people in your area who are interested in uh, craft beer and, yep. you know, are, but you, they have a voice in their community and they live in your community, your real community, but you never knew about them. Right. So uh, that's, I'm all about <laughs> building community in real life, using social to connect people offline in a real way. So, but you can, online and offline but this is great this is a good tool man what's yours adam so my tool uh, we are actually using right now so launching a podcast what we wanted to get are we eating our own dog food what i'm gonna say no. that every show just be i know well that will also go to the question of the day at the end of the show so get oh. ready get ready so uh, we wanted to prove that uh, we wanted to do a creative project. We wanted to do a podcast for a very long time, but we also want to, we're practitioners and we also want to teach people. So we want to teach people that it, you can launch a podcast. You have to plan it out. You have to think about it, but we wanted to prove there's, you can do it for free. So everything that we're doing and using is free tools. Um, I'll talk about what we're using to record next week but I'm going to talk about what we're using to host. Uh, I found a website called Pippa, Pippa.io. So it's P-I-P-P-A.io. So kind I, of like Pippa is uh, is uh, the, the sister. And, um, oh man, the, the princess the, over in England. Isn't Pippa the younger sister? Oh my goodness, you're right. I, I didn't know where you were going with this. Yeah, yeah. I know we watch a lot of Disney movies with our kids, so I didn't know where you were going. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, so I also found Pippa. I, I believe I found Pippa on, on Product Hunt. I think I did. So it's usually like we're, we always have our ear to the ground. So when we find these new tools, sometimes we forget where we found them. So what, what struck me about Pippa is free podcast hosting on Amazon, on AWS, in fast, blazing fast Amazon servers. Um, they offer integrated stats and they offer social sharing. If you so desire, they offer an, an ad network uh, to place ads in your podcast. Uh, we're not going that route right now because we just want to do this. We want to have fun. But what, what I'm really intrigued about Pippa is um, we may go to a paid service down the road if we grow, as we grow, but anybody can host for free a podcast and I will tell you it's it's clean it's lean um, it's built to really submit to iTunes to Apple podcasts so I was able to do that flawlessly I simply just uh, put the title the description uh, the fantastic amazing cover art for our podcast that Vincent created and he could talk about a tool he used in a later episode mm -hmm. um, very excited about how that came out it's if you haven't seen it because you're listening right now it's a, our silhouettes it's my face with my beard and his face with his hair so if you if you merge them we would actually have it's scary of i would have <laughs> hair and you would have a beard in any case uh, pippa.io i would definitely check it out we want to throughout this whole process we're going to be talking also about the process of podcasting um i consider this a very social tool. We want to engage with you. Uh, we want to learn who's listening and use other social platforms, channels to um, not only like let people know about our podcast, but also engage with the people listening, answer questions and help. So that is my uh, discovery to, to help people launch podcasts. We can do it. It's easy. Um, took us a while, but we just had to do some planning and had to figure out what we wanted to do. And, um, so, that gets us to the next section, my friend. 
Yes, I. Uh, sorry, I was I was snapping. I'm trying to I'm trying to document what's going on here because this is for posterity. You know, episode one, more than hashtags. We are more than hashtags. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm a person, so. Where, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just real quick, the title kind of came from like everyone, like people that that don't work in the industry, which all of you out there that may be listening, you may or may not. You did something right. No. Um, <laughs> It, you know, it, it's understandable. It's kind of, there's a lot to it and, and not everybody gets that, that there's, that there's that much to it. And it's, it's literally more than just kind of putting hashtags together, which a lot of people I know think that, you know, they think that, oh, well, it's just posting and you throw some hashtags on it and then it's, it's all good to go and it goes viral and um, all this stuff. So, yeah. or I worked, you know, we've all worked either in companies or for ourselves. Um, there's always someone that says, oh, just, just make a video. Oh, just put it. <laughs> just, just make put a viral video. Yeah. Oh, we need a hashtag. You know, all yeah. that. Actually, that's the funniest one. Actually, yeah. if we come up and ha- own a hashtag, we'll we'll go viral. Yeah. Um, and also, there's there's a lot of um, you know people in our industry. There's a lot of people in our industry either working for other people or, or working for themselves, and we just we just want to like be here and serve and remind people. If we, if you're in it a long time, you can lose focus and forget. Yeah. It's more than hashtags. It's about people. So, so let's talk about, yeah, the, the news, the, we're going to have a news section that is, we're going to discuss maybe some of the, the more underrated or pre, underappreciated news items from the past week or so. Um, in the or industry. you might have, you might have saw the headline, but really didn't look into it. And like your first one is, yeah. I saw the headline. I didn't read yeah. it. Yeah, well, because I, I kind of thought I, I just knew the facts about it and, and looking into it more. So it ties into last season uh, during the, the NFL 2016 season. Um, Twitter came out of the bidding war with Amazon and Facebook. And I want to say even Yahoo was in there. Um, that didn't work or, out so well. Yeah. <laughs> well, they came out of this bidding. <laughs> they came out of this bidding war. Twitter, which everybody was surprised that Amazon, let's say, didn't win it, or Facebook, and that Twitter won. Um, but Twitter paid ten million dollars for ten games of Thursday night football. Oh, I remember that right on the top of your your Twitter so feed. Exactly, a million a game. It it was really cool. You did not have to have even a Twitter account to see it. Um, they made it available where if you just clicked on the link, and even if you weren't signed in. It would still, you could still watch the, the, the game. Um, I could tell you as someone that is a, a cord cutter that I totally appreciated this <laughs> because the Thursday night games are typically, um, at least for like the first half, I think the first half of the season, the first five or six games are only on the NFL network, which number one, if you don't have cable, you can't get it at all. Um, you have to go to like a bar or something. If you do have cable, you also have to have the extra five or nine dollar a month, like sports package that the NFL Network is is part of on some of the the cable um, uh, packages. So, you know, and, and so the, this and, was totally a play by Twitter. This, yes, to get yeah. users. I think it was both engagement. Yeah, and and I actually it came up a lot last year because it was such a like a, a hot topic among live streaming and sports and and the fact that they got it. Twitter's Twitter's CFO at the time, I think he's still the CFO now, had had just come recently from being the NFL CFO or a similar role. Maybe they could give it to him for the first year. (laughs) So what's happening this year then? What's happening this year is um, after that year of essentially what became a test, and I think that was kind of the agreement and why Twitter got it for that much. Um, This year, just recently, Amazon won the rights for – for the same thing, um, but for $50 million. So they'll be paying $50 million for the Thursday night games this year. And one of the other items, too, is that it's really technically worth much more um, for the NFL because Amazon is agreeing to promote, which, of course, they're going to promote it, um, across cross-platform for them, across all of their platforms. So um, wherever Amazon exists, you're going to hear about and see the fact that they're streaming, they'll have live streams of NFL Thursday Night Football. Uh, so it's really worth more, closer to like $80 million is, is the estimate. Another $30 million in free marketing. Yeah, for sure. So, so that's, that's, it kind of came across and, and left because Twitter had already broken ground on it last year. 
And I think people weren't really surprised that Amazon had, but now, so the thing to keep in mind is this is still only this year. <laughs> it's, this isn't for the 2017 season. This is only a one year contract. So yeah. w- you see where this is going. It was 10 million with Twitter, 50 million for Amazon. And now Amazon, it's only going to be available for prime users. Gotcha. Prime membership. So that's going to increase their prime membership. I, I would be, they keep, they them. keep adding, they just yeah. keep adding and adding more freebies. I mean, prime is, is an unbelievable value. If you take advantage. I love of it. I love it. So now you're getting, you know, that that's also an acquisition play because yes. if you divide that price up, the yearly cost for prime, it's probably cheaper than having that Thursday night pass or whatever you, whatever you have to pay in the past. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I would say it's probably, it's probably about the same. Uh, if, if I, if I remember correctly, like that extra, the extra cost for the little sports package add on. Uh, but the thing is with that, you would only add it on for like the months during the NFL season. As like a data nerd, I'd really love to know if Thursday night was their lowest binge watching night on Amazon. You know, if they're trying to compete yeah. with uh, Netflix for, for original shows and whatnot, whatnot, if, if they picked Thursday nights because they would know it would get them to Friday and keep that week-long viewership up, uh, it'd be interesting to know that. And, and actually that I said, I just said Netflix. I wonder if Netflix will be in the bidding next year. Hey, they might. So, so that's the thing is next year, I, I would be shocked if like Facebook doesn't throw uh, 80 million or a hundred million sure, sure. Of, of their, their money, their petty cash over here. They have more um, users. So you just divide it and it's actually cheaper per user. Yeah. Um, and then they're going to run mid rolls <laughs> commercials. Oh yeah. Or you, well, so YouTube does have YouTube TV, but that, so that brings up the question of if they're going to include Thursday night games, which they're not because this is exclusive. It would be pretty funny if Amazon's Twitter account, had an embeddable live player. Oh. <laughs> they tweeted it and you could watch it, but only low res. When you click it, you had to go to the website to watch it high res. Yeah. They allowed that or not. But So news wise, I mean, that's my item. It's not necessarily like, like business related. Although if you're a bar uh, or a restaurant or, or one of those places that does social sports, around that. Yeah. For well, sure. Sports in your, in your location. And yeah, you do social around that and um, just know that the Thursday night deal um, is going to be on prime. Um, you probably already have some sort of a cable hookup. So maybe yeah. you get it, but there's going to be some opportunity even with, with it being on Amazon prime, I think. And, and also just knowing that more people will probably watch it and have access to it. than the because Twitter user tw- people, you know, people aren't going to stay home and watch it on Twitter, but on Amazon prime, they can still watch it anywhere, but they can really watch it on their TV in that case. Right. Twitter to me when I saw that last year was convenience. Like some of the games I was, you know, I was going out and I was buying dinner to go back home. I was still working and here I was on mobile. So it really didn't actually mean, I mean, for, for all intents and purposes, Apple could have bought the rights and had a little streaming channel on, on an app because it's mobile. So, and it already happens with some of these other, like Verizon does for sure. Just not the Thursday night games. They do them yeah. on, on DirecTV, obviously. You get that with the package. But, it but anyway. seems like everyone is going to uh, whoever has the most and the best content. Um, and, that, and that does apply to social because if you're putting posts out there, um, you've got to be paying attention. Um, if your audience is primarily that demographic and they're disappearing Thursday night, it may not be the best to schedule tweets or Facebook posts at, during that time on Thursday night. Right. It may not be best to do a live Facebook live stream at those times. Now that may apply across the board, um, but just depends on who your audience is. You're shifting viewership patterns from here over to there. So cool. Um, what's my, yours, Adam? What's yeah. your uh, news item? So Facebook is always testing. Um, so I don't really get excited about every little thing I see. Cause you know, in my app, I'm always seeing new buttons and stuff like that. So I saw one thing that was very interesting. Um, there's a show, Narcos. Um, I, I really love it uh, on Netflix. And their Facebook page actually has, they're testing video cover images. So, you know, I'm going to get uh, <laughs> a little snarky here. You know, that image on the top of brand Facebook pages. You know those Facebook pages you never visit? 
<laughs> yes, that one. So that's why this is, is kind of interesting to me because most people get, they like a page, they like a brand, a, a personality, celebrity, or you know, a profile. And they get those updates, maybe, but they get those updates in your Facebook feed. So now they're testing in a video cover on the Facebook page. So on Narcos, it's like stacks of $100 bills sliding across, you know, a, a real video. So I'm intrigued by that because it can be super creative. Um, I, I'm not as optimistic because people don't typically visit those pages. So my point of, of this is I could see this working. So you know on certain social media accounts, you can roll over the profile and it pops up like their bio. Yep. That'd be very interesting if you could roll over um, Correct me if you could do that already. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> I don't think you can on Facebook. But if, no. you could, if you could, without leaving your Facebook feed, roll over a profile and get a quick glimpse or even that video cover image, catch your eye, that could be really a really great creative space to tell your brand story. Um, I would say go ahead. If they roll that out, go ahead and do it anyways. I would just be cautious. Don't invest so much money, time and money into that. Like if you can get super creative on, on, on a few dimes, do it. Don't go spend 10 grand on a video unless you're the, one of the big boys, one of the big brands, um, just because they don't give you stats of how many people are visiting. Right. You know, like, although it, maybe it will be something that, cause they don't, they, I, when we saw it today and I was, I was trying to use it and every time I, it was there Yeah. and I was trying to use it. And every time I tried to upload something and said, error, you can't like do this right now. This, this, feature is not available or something like it would just wouldn't let me do it and that's like the practical side of it like when new when somebody gets a glimpse of a new tool or a new feature coming out a lot of people get really excited about it try to go all in i i stand back a little bit kind of like take in the human experience what's happening how are people interacting and then figure out how to best execute it for yourself for your brand for your company for your customers uh rather than being first i'll, I'll hear about it first uh, Vincent, on the other hand, he was trying to do it right away because that's it. <laughs> I just, I just like testing it out. I, yeah, I, I agree with you that I wouldn't go like invest in all kinds of time and effort right away. But and especially since they don't give any sort of, I'm assuming they will, but right now they don't give any sort of parameters for. Yeah. Is, does a video have to be that size, or right. should it scroll, or should it? Can it be like a, a an Instagram size and it just sits in the middle? But look how simple that was. Just like $100 bills on a conveyor belt. Or like, yeah. I could see like Casey Neistat like peeking up over the screen. <laughs> you know, you yeah. really fun with it and show your personality. Uh, I know personally that cover image on Facebook has historically been difficult for me. <laughs> there has been certain brands that have helped manage that. One, there was rules. You couldn't put certain amount of text in there. Oh, um, yeah. And there was always these rules about about the image itself phone I, numbers and websites like yeah it, so i always had trouble yeah. telling that story in, in an image just one image so that's why i got excited about this yeah that's well i remember when, and, and back in i want to say 2012 or so when they came out with um the business pages and they had the, the cover photos that i remember i remember like taking notice and doing a like a little thing about how different, how the best brands, like the top 10 and fortune 500 were us, utilizing that space. Yeah. And like three of them, three of the top 10 fortune 500 companies had pages and, but they, they had nothing there. Right. Which is like crazy. That's crazy. Well, back then, what like back then, yeah. 10 or 10 or 20 out of the, all of them had Facebook pages anyways. But you know, you know, the memorable one that not to get crazy, off topic with this but let's get nostalgic my friend the Stay memorable back. one was it was the, the i remember the new york times they had one and it was a picture of the newsroom and it was like people but people were kind of like posed standing but it was a, a a distant shot and there's a stairway in the new york times that goes down or up whatever and it's in red and the way the stairway is the way it's it's shot it's it's going down in red like a oh stock symbol yeah like a stock graph <laughs> and it, it just even like back then, it was just funny that like they would put 
they didn't realize it. They weren't yeah, thinking sure. that way. But I just remember seeing that and be like, oh man, that's like. Because the person the who took that to- photo, <laughs> the social media director or whatever back then had to convince a couple hundred people to get, stand there for a photo. Yep. That was probably their stress at the time. I'm going to find, we're going to put it in the show notes. I'm going to find it. it. I have it. Uh, the last section of the show, we're not done yet. Yeah. Um, we'll, it might be a little oddball. It might be out there, but it's really like a what's next. And this may be in social. This may be related to self-driving cars, which in my mind relates to a giant shift, how content's going to be delivered, how brands are going to have to communicate. So this section is really about what's next in social and marketing channels and beyond. Um, I, I pulled up something quite interesting. There are actually two hardware devices. And one of them is related to what um, Vincent talked about earlier. And another one is a, actually it's rumored that Spotify is looking to build a hardware device, which is interesting hmm. because you can listen to Spotify. Uh, you can pair it and listen in the Amazon Alexa app and listen to your music on Amazon Echo. So now this rumor came about or, you know, unsubstantiated rumor came about because there is a job listing, a job posting for a hardware developer. And it said, you know, building a device like these things. And they could, it could end up being like, um, like there was a, like a pebble that you, pebble was a watch company, rest in peace. They have a, <laughs> but they had a, they were making a device that went around your neck and you could just tap it. And at the time you could just, you know, play, play music. So maybe Spotify is working on a small wearable where you can go running and play Spotify and leave your phone at home. That's interesting. I don't think they would play uh, in the, in the Amazon echo large device hardware, but maybe they will. Um, The second device device I found was the um, Amazon echo look, which is basically the Amazon echo with a camera. Uh, Everybody freaked out about that. And then, uh, I saw a couple tweets be like, wait, just look up. There's a camera in your computer. It's been there and it's looking at you. Uh, w- why I bring these two interesting things up, these hardware devices, is we have to think about, start thinking about and planning ahead. How as a brand are we going to integrate into these new channels? These are, I feel very, very social in the fact that someone's bringing them in, bringing you into their home directly, into their kitchen, in their bedroom. There's an echo right there. Right. And, and they're talking to it every day. So you can develop an app, a service. I saw people that there's some apps coming out with the Amazon Echo Look where you can ask, ask I can't actually say Alexa because we have one and it just triggered right now in here. But you can say, um, she's like, I don't know what you're saying. But you can ask Amazon, <laughs> how do I look today? So say you're a you know, custom shirt maker. That's what I'm trying to say. I don't know and I don't have all the answers. This is this the section that we, we start brainstorming. We start coming together and thinking, how can we use these new channels, which without a doubt will have social cores built into them in the future. Um, you'll find your friends like the Fitbit and you can add your friends and compete with your friends. No doubt that will happen in some of these other devices. So just start thinking about that as we – over the shows, you know, I'm Vincent and I, if we start thinking about things, we'll be like, you know what? I saw this device and this is really cool. Cause think about it. If you're producing a podcast, now your podcast is going to be available in these channels. So you have to think outside of the stereotypical podcatchers. You have to think about where's your, you make a live stream video. You turn that live stream video into a podcast. You could be doing that. Where is that going to end up? <laughs> So that, that's, that's pretty cool. Um, it's always where my mind is going is what's next. I try to not necessarily follow the best practices because once everyone follows the best practice, practices, what happens, Vincent? Uh, well, They're it's no longer best practices. Not best practices anymore. <laughs> they, they, it's kind of like, you know what? I had an interesting conversation over uh, Messenger with, with a friend of mine. He was complaining. He, he showed a, an Instagram story of, uh, of um, pre-check pre-check at the airport and how there was a line yeah at the pre-check and well now that there's a line at the pre-check you're paying for it does, does anyone actually have pre-check now it's two long lines <laughs> it's like, now, now, now you're paying for it now you're paying extra to be in line so it's true 
No, Vincent and I both live in Phoenix and I, I work in San Francisco. So I fly out one week a month. And so I'm very familiar with not going through that pre-check line. Um, I never use a pre-check. I've never used it. But before they used to randomly just add it to your ticket before you had to pay for it. And it was, uh, there was a couple of times where that line was a lot longer. So well, they were trying to, they were trying to get people. Are you saying that's no longer a best practice? A little marketing. No, but if you say like, okay, everyone should post at 4 PM and then all brands start posting at 4 PM. Yeah. Um, so really use them as loose guidelines, but then think about, okay, how can I differentiate? How can I break out and do something just a little bit different? Yep. But really, it, and always ask yourself, Always ask, like we, we struggled with this question. We ask ourselves this question since last August. Um, why? Why are we doing this podcast? Why is it different? Why am I posting this on Facebook or Instagram? And there be, might be times where I, I go without posting for a while on a certain network until I can actually figure out how am I helping and serving and not just adding to the noise. Um, right, Vincent? Why would you listen to this show? <laughs> why that's that's the question we're, we're asking ourselves yeah that's why we're trying to bring these and that's the great thing about a podcast like encouraging you guys to start a podcast vincent and i can change this show can evolve and change yeah. we may get 10 tweets here is me me here is me is that real is, is that is that proper <laughs> here's vincent encouraging you to tweet us and our show could change because of your feedback yeah please tweet us so with that, at hashtag, uh, hashtags pod, at hashtags pod, P-O-D. Because we couldn't fit more than hashtags yeah. in a Twitter. Or just do a search on Twitter for more than hashtags. It'll come right up. You kind of come up. But, but right now, because it's such a new account, you do have to type in that whole title, more than hashtags. <laughs> or you could type in. There's hash- another one. <laughs> you could type in hashtag, more yeah. than hashtags. No, you could. I'm going to use it from the here. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hashtag, yeah. hashtag more than hashtags. You can do that. Um, or you can just go to at hashtags pod and uh, follow us. And we're going to do some different things using Twitter. And one thing, they were super accessible and super yes. active on social channels. So I'm at Adam Lidecker. I won't, I won't make you spell that. I'll just put it in the show notes. It's, uh, and you are? At? at Vincent Orlek and our name it's it's in the bio too on Twitter so if you want to tweet at us just just give us a click and uh, send us a tweet but otherwise I mean we'll be we'll be answering the the more than hashtags Twitter you know especially with anything relating to to the show but really anything send, send us a message give us some feedback um, let's just go here for week one go subscribe if you like us, oh, yeah, two or yeah. three, come on back and leave a review. And that's what I, another tip I would ask. Um, if you're starting a podcast, you know, ask your friends for feedback and criticism and then ask, don't be shy to ask for reviews. That is one way that new shows get discovered. So if you like this show, click subscribe, click, click discover. Um, we, you can find more than hashtags on all social, social media and all podcast podcatchers. And well, specifically though, I mean, obviously iTunes, but, but we, we definitely can be found on auto radio. Oh, I've heard about this. Yeah. Really awesome startup. I'm a big fan of auto. I I, I love auto. That helps you discover new podcasts you love. You discover new podcasts I love and (laughs) me just a tailored listening experience. It's pretty amazing. It's funny. No, that's my, it's my day job. It's, uh, (laughs) that's one of the things and to be complete honesty and transparency, I wanted to live in the world I live in. So I've been living in the world of podcasting for the last year and I wanted to understand it from a podcaster side because my job uh, as director of social strategy at auto is to serve, to serve podcasters and serve listeners. So that is one of the, one of the takeaways for me and also to get to hang out with my friend Vincent. We record this every Wednesday night. Uh, today was eight o'clock, usually 10 o'clock. Um, and but we'll it. publish it. We'll publish it every Thursday. Okay. Question of the show. What are your least favorite words? So send, yeah, send us a tweet. I'm going to give you mine right now. Uh, kick it off. My least favorite words. Game changer or game changing. I just saw that today on a, on a little art, social media news article. Uh, 
I know this will this will hit hit some uh, egos. Influencer. I don't like the word influencer. I'm not sure why. I'll I'll get to the bottom of that eventually. Um, and then two other words, perhaps because I have two kids under five years old, are the words always and hate. <laughs> Good ones. I think I'm trying to teach little girls how to not exaggerate. Um, so, but the biggest so, one is game changer. Yeah, that's funny because that's the first word that popped into my head when you when you said the question. I've seen that multiple times recently, just recently, um, and I I can't I can't stand it. It's it's so goofy because most of the time most of the time it's not applied correctly because yeah. the thing that they're talking about is is never um, going to be any type exactly. of game changer. I don't even remember what I saw, but it said blah blah blahs game changing, and I'm thinking mm-hmm. like. No one's going to be talking about that in a week. And really, is it? Uh, it's just like, oh, it's, it's neat. But anyways, what are your least favorite words? Uh, I put it on Facebook. Here's a couple I got already. Business coach or life, life coach. Mm. That was from uh, <laughs> Sam Parr at The Hustle. Oh. Uh, my buddy uh, Barry uh, doesn't like the term net net. Uh, Barry actually was one of the guys that helped uh, launch uh, Netflix uh, digital when they were still a mail service. Cool. Uh, my other friend Barry, a next level. <laughs> oh, that's a good. That's like that's in the game changer category. Uh, next level. Yeah. Then uh, my friend Yolanda said she can't uh, stand the words. Uh, I know. I know. Uh, I might have I said that a few times in the show. I, ready, I, I, have, I have sort of a, I don't know if it counts, if it's more of a phrase or words, but when, uh, when you're in conversations with someone and they say, does that make sense? Does that make sense? Does that make sense? <laughs> so we like, want to hear. <laughs> are, are, you, are, you, are you a freaking idiot? I know. Does that make sense? I know, that's next level. <laughs> this conversation is net net. It's game changing. Anyways, enough fun. Uh, send us a tweet at hashtags pod at hashtags pod or uh, or our personal twitter at adam lidecker at vincent orlick and let us know what are your least favorite words thanks for listening to the show see you guys next week later later